At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. This is the Yanks Go Yard Podcast with Adam Weinrib and Thomas Carinante. What's up? Welcome to the Yanks Go Yard Podcast. I'm Adam Weinrib alongside Thomas Carinante. Yoshinobu Yamamoto, breaking news from Andy Martino. This is massive, everybody, heading into the weekend with earth-shattering news. Quote, Teams on Yamamoto are still in waiting mode. Plenty of big offers. No signs of significant progress toward a deal yet. No change in industry perception. The Yankees Dodgers are in good shape and Mets have a shot. So, striking. Uh, Yeah, take that to the bank. The Yankees have a good chance. So do the Dodgers. Both of those teams are rich. Both of those teams have the history Yamamoto desires. He can only pitch for one of them. So, he's not going to sign with both. So one of those teams is going to go home disappointed, and apparently we're no closer to learning which of those teams will be that upset team, which has led us to believe Yoshinobu Yamamoto might just be the Grinch, might be the greatest pitcher in Japanese baseball history, might be completely worthy of an approaching $300 million contract, or maybe we're closer to 250 or maybe we're closer to 220 and that's why this is taking so long. But I don't know if we're going to get a resolution today. I've heard conflicting reports saying we might have to wait all the way until the end of the posting, you know, deadline on on January 4th, or we might even get a decision by Christmas. I've heard both iterated, and again, one of those is true, and one of them is not. So we'd love to know, but for now, we're still in the misinformation farm. Uh, Are the Red Sox out? They didn't even get a second meeting, but they still seem to think they're in. How is that possible? Did Marwin Gonzalez hurt the Yankees' chances? Yes, Marwin Gonzalez. And we've been listening to lies for weeks. Is it just the Dodgers or is the Mets offer $100 million above anybody and he's just waiting and biding his time hoping that somebody joins the Mets? Ditto the Giants. Who knows? If he signs on Christmas Eve and wrecks your feast of the seventh, <clears throat> you are going to be pissed and so will I. Plus, double trolls. Dylan Lawson goes to the Red Sox. Jeter downs to the Yankees. We can even add a triple troll in there. Luis Gonzalez, minor league outfielder of the San Francisco Giants, Luis Gonzalez, not the man who ruined everyone's life in 2001, just signed with the Yankees on a minor league deal. We can talk about him a little bit. Plus, the Yankees in on Jorge Soler. Rumors coming out of Cuba suggesting they might be, but why would they be doing that if they still employ Giancarlo Stanton? Folks, thanks for joining us. Live Monday, Thursday, 2 o'clock, last show before Christmas. We'll be back right after the holiday. If you're not joining with us live on YouTube, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, all other podcast platforms. Apple Podcasts, of course, 
the platform where we bullied a man into deleting his one-star review of the podcast. It was deleted between Monday's show and today's show. That was not our intention. We wanted to have a healthy dialogue, but that man claimed we couldn't handle criticism, and it kind of seems like neither can he. Spoiler alert, criticism, not fun. Tough to reckon with. So, breaking. More breaking news from Andy Martino. Criticism makes a person's mental health uh, deteriorate. It's not fun. Thomas Carinante, welcome to the show. We plan to do a good show, I think, is the goal. Yeah. Uh, and hopefully the show's been getting better and the numbers are, you know, proving that out, I think. Uh, proof of concept. We're excited to do the show today. We're excited for 2024, big things. But for now, we have an offer for whoever's here listening or watching. Yes, we do. Vermont legal sports betting is coming to your state next month. And I know you guys are celebrating Christmas up there. Very scenic place. I liked it a lot. I went in September, um, was very curious how it looked in the winter, and I'm sure it's pretty magical. So to get ready, DraftKings is offering their best signup offer for new users. Get a load of this. All you have to do is register for DraftKings and use our code YanksGoYard, and you will receive $200 in bonus bets on launch day. Here is the best part about it. No deposit is required. You simply just sign up and you get that bonus bet money. Registering with our code YanksGoYard not only gets you this awesome bonus, but it also directly supports the podcast. So if we have any Vermont supporters out there, please help us out. This offer will not be available once sports betting officially goes live in the state. So make sure to take advantage of while you can. Remember the code YanksGoYard. Claim those bonus bets. Have a good time. This offer is available to new customers only who are 21 and older and physically present in the state of Vermont. Please remember to always gamble responsibly. Check the episode descriptions for full terms of the offer. <clears throat> we do have a new bit of information on Yoshinobu Yamamoto. Um, Aaron Boone said the Yankees utilized Hideki Matsui in their pitch, but he would not get into detail. So Godzilla was there or involved. Maybe they zoomed him in. They probably fucking zoomed him in is what happened. Well, they're zooming in everybody. Alex Verdugo gets a zoom this week. I mean, I, I guess I'm excited to hear from him. That's a controversial offseason addition that kind of flew under the radar, shockingly, because it happened 24 hours before literally Juan Soto arrived. But Verdugo's getting a zoom this week. Um, I would prefer I th- the, the comments popping off about the Celsius. I mean, Thomas has been drinking more Celsiuses than me lately, and I prefer the natural healing powers of a coffee. Uh, Celsius creeps me out a little bit. Now, was I drinking it uh, like three shows in a row? Definitely. Yeah. 100% was. But It's like Four uh, loco. I feel like it's Four loco. I just feel like we're going to learn shit about it. Yeah, like, we're going to find out in like two years that it's de- – it, like it, it caused like a bunch of deaths that they that they hid from us. Um, you're and telling I'm me – Because I've been surviving. Yeah, you're telling me to drink a Celsius like pre-workout in the same climate where we have the Panera bread poison death lemonade. Like you're just telling me that you're telling me that that's just cool. It's Oh yeah. Get your heart rate going, bro. Make your heart go crazy. Oh, but don't get lemonade from Panera. Like that'll get you. That'll kill you. So I don't know. I'm skeptical, but hey, look, it's not like I don't drink it. I obviously drink it. Hideki Matsui. What is Aaron uh, Boone doing right now? He's hanging out with Santa. Is he doing a scale in a building? Like the, no, he's just in the, he's wearing a hoodie, some glove. Maybe it's a food drive at Yankee Stadium. He's got a vest, long sleeves, gloves. I see. Yeah, it looks like it might be the food drive. Maybe yeah. we don't know. Let's check the Yankees Twitter account. Isn't this what we? Isn't this our job? He's outside. There's an address behind him. The 44th Precinct Memorial Park. Does anybody know where the 44th Precinct is? Hmm. 
He's hanging with the cops. I feel like this is a police benevolent association event. Could be. Gary Phillips is there and he said, we'll share some stuff he said on Yamamoto and more when my fingers are warmer. Get inside, Gary. Share it. We have a podcast to do. All right. Come on. 24th Precinct is at 169th Street in the Bronx. So, yes, Bronx-affiliated Bronx affiliated New York Yankees event. Um, Yeah, the Yamamoto stuff, we all agree that we'd love to have him in the rotation. No one one is like, nope, get him out of here. Don't want him. But – uh, getting held absolutely hostage by Yoshinobu Yamamoto uh, has has been kind of put a damper on an offseason that should just be an unequivocal win for the Yankees. Like, I'm sorry, a couple of weeks ago, we were like, this team is uh, incredibly stupid for not acquiring left-handed hitting outfielders. They haven't done it for five years. You look at the percentage of at-bats taken by lefties, it goes down every year. Then not only do they acquire left-handed, like they get Trent Grisham, which in the past would have been the lefty bat. For the Yankees to be like, see, this guy was worth three war a couple years ago. We added him and he's lefty. What do you want from us? That would have been the move. And we would have been angry at that. But no, he was just the secondary piece in a one Soto trade who is Juan Soto. And they also went and stole an agitator lefty bat outfielder from your rival who we were frank at the time of that trade. Verdugo, not the guy I would have chosen, but at the same time, that was also in a critical lens where they didn't have Juan Soto yet. So uh, if you could take Verdugo off this roster, there are some guys I would like to replace him with, but we've got to roll with it. And three left-handed bats in the outfield when you had zero and when you had Jason Dominguez on the IL and when you had injury worries, was it's, that's a massive improvement. The lineup looks completely different. Now you got to address the rotation for sure. Undoubtedly, you cannot go into opening day with this rotation, even though, yes, it's the same group of people from before spring training last year, minus Luis Severino plus Clark Schmidt, the people were calling the best rotation in baseball. Um, I think both sides of the spectrum, there's room to move here. Uh, that is obviously not the best rotation in baseball. People who said that last year were wrong. However, it's not the worst either. It's a pretty good rotation that had worst case scenarios at every spot behind Garrett Cole last year, finished 23rd in rotation ERA and needs to get innings, needs to find innings, needs to import new arms. Will Warren needs to be a part of this free agent signee one and potentially two need to be a part of this. But Yoshinobu Yamamoto if he does prefer the Yankees, if he really does just choose them over the Dodgers and they can sneak in at 240, 250 million, fantastic. I will whoop. I will holler. I will be thrilled. If this is a bidding war where somebody has to drop 320, 330, 340 on an almost unknown commodity, Japanese pitchers can excel overseas. They come to America. They uh, The ball is different. They, they seem to get hurt pretty often in the first few years of their Dice K got hurt. You Darvish got hurt. Tanaka towards UCL partially immediately. This is a thing that you do if you're a big market team. You sign him, you worry about the consequences later. But if if the market involves going to 340, 350 to get above the desperate San Francisco Giants, then I don't know. I would obviously be thrilled with the gift, but the longer it drags out, the more it feels like doesn't it sort of feel like the fact that we've heard he loves the Yankees, he wore the hat on Instagram, and he grew up a Dodgers fan? We've heard both of those things. So doesn't that start to feel like a ploy from the agent to tell everybody, hey, he loves the Yankees, also loves the Dodgers, would rather be a Yankee, would rather be a Dodger. So Giants, Mets, get those bids up because you guys are finishing a distant third and fourth right now unless you go crazy monetarily. It kind of sounds like that to me. Yeah, and uh, I, I'm looking at it and I kind of think at this point like, even if there is that gap, like a larger gap between um, 
the Yankees and Dodgers and, and Mets Giants if it were to get to that point. Um, I just I, I don't think that would force the Yankees and Dodgers to go above that offer. It would just force them to escalate a little bit more. It's obviously agent uh, employed by the agencies, um, as we've seen with Shohei Otani's free agency case and how all that misinformation um, led to reporters doing whatever they did and the MLB world being turned upside down for about uh, 12 hours that day. So um, at this point, I'm not really sure what to think. Once again, um, I, I really have had no opinion on this. Um, he's not any any team's player to lose. Um, he's going to get paid. We just don't know where. Um, I don't think that this will drastically ruin the Yankees if they don't get him. Like you said, great gift. Great. I think he's a great player. I think he'd be a great addition. Um, I don't care about the money. Um, I, I would love to pay people just to get them here. I want, you know, it'd be cool if the Yankees were the Yankees and did that. That said, adding another 300 plus million dollar contract, especially for somebody who hasn't pitched here yet. Um, and with various concerns such as injury troubles, adapting to um, the new baseball uh, talked about having a six man rotation with this guy in here, like not to bash anybody, but if I'm paying 350, $400 million, um, you're in a five man rotation, buddy. Um, that's just, that's just how it has to be. Um, so uh, there's a lot of there, there's a lot of pros and cons here. I think like the mysteriousness of it isn't that big of a concern, but it does weigh in when you're talking about this getting close. Someone was talking. I think it was Lou Merlone. He was talking the other day because for some reason, Red Sox fans are viewing now Yamamoto as make or break where they're going to revolt against John Henry. Yeah. Um, that that's the move, but not getting Shohei Otani was fine. They didn't need him, but they need Yoshinobu Yamamoto. Yeah. Otani um, doesn't fit the timeline at all. Having him pitch next year. No, totally <laughs> irrelevant. We, we need the Red Sox in the world series this year. Also, uh, Red Sox fans, uh, man, I thought that this is a banner week for crying in both Philly, like Eagles fans and Red Sox fans. What a week full of, of absolute sobbing and, and tears, but the Red Sox currently, uh, did not win the world series last year. So that means, yeah five-year gap between World Series. Um, that must be really hard for you guys. If they do not win the World Series this year, 2024, uh, that means they can't win it until 2025. That means it'll officially be the longest gap between Red Sox World Series titles since 2004. Wow. They win so often. 04 to 07. 07 to 13, 6. 13 to 18, 5. Currently, we're at 5. If they don't win it this year, that means they set a new record for post-2004 gap, and that gap is seven years. You know who'd kill for seven years between Anybody. World Series? Everybody on Earth. So just, just important to remember when they're going to Winter Weekend and they're booing John Henry again uh, for not spending money, even though he spent $300-plus million last winter to sign Rafael Devers. So it's been oh, – I got the digital thumbs up because that's how declarative that statement was. He never spends anymore. He doesn't play at the top of the market except for less than a year ago when he did it to retain your superstar. I mean, yeah, give me a break. I know. Uh, they spend – they sp- They do what – they do a worse version of what the Yankees do, right? Like the Yankees spend, but 
in recent years at least they haven't spent to be cutthroat, which is kind of what they no. exist for. Big market. They've not teams done that. They, they doubled Yoshida's top yeah. offer there last year. They said, it's true. You know, it's what true. are you getting for everybody else? Fifty million dollars. Great. We're going to give you a ninety, and you sign there immediately. That's an it's an aggressive move. It's not a yeah. three hundred million dollar aggressive move, but uh, you know you're talking about. The Red Sox are they they have not acted like a diet. They fired Dave Dombrowski, which is regrettable, uh, but they fired him because he spent like a madman. Yeah. And Red Sox fans are still justifying that, that firing, yeah. saying, oh no, he's clogging up our books with terrible contracts. He was winning 108 games in the World Series. This isn't a Red Sox podcast, and it doesn't have to be. But the sooner Yamamoto signs, the sooner I can stop hearing all of that nonsense. Because I honestly I what's worse is the Red Sox getting an elite free agent, obviously, but it's really close between what's worse, the Red Sox actually signing an elite free agent or the Red Sox not signing an elite free agent. So you have to read Red Sox fans claiming they've never gotten a gift before in their entire lives. That has also been very frustrating. True. Double edged sword. This is why it's a rivalry and this is why we hate them. Um, So, yeah. But uh, where was I? Lou Merloni was talking about the offer. Um, He's pretty plugged in, I think. He is. He's a cool yeah. guy. I, li- I like listening to him, actually. One of the few Red Sox personalities. He was saying that he thinks the deal is going to approach 325, 340, and then you're factoring in the, the posting fee, which takes it to 375, yeah. 400. Um, so, look, we don't know. This is this is These are people speculating. Um, but at the end of the day, when you are considering that amount of money, um, and look, you also there are uh, there are other plus sides to this, right? Maybe he gets an opt out after four years, and maybe he utilizes that. And like, it's not really a three hundred fifty million four hundred dollar contract; it's really a hundred and twenty million dollar contract. Yeah. And um, unless he's unless his the start of his MLB career is an absolute disaster, which I don't think is going to happen, then you're on the hook for a really bad contract. If his start of his MLB career is is amazing then yeah, you might perhaps be in a bad situation, but then again, you're getting four really good years out of a starting pitcher and the Yankees window is four years yeah. because that's when you, Aaron judge and, and um, Garrett Cole, like four years from now, that's probably when the decline begins. Um, so look, um, I don't know. Nobody knows. I'm sick of hearing the boilerplate reports though, listing the teams over and over again that are interested in him that we already know. Um, I think that, uh, the mysteriousness around this is frustrating. It is what it is. This is what rep, the, you know, agents do. This is what players do to get the most money. Yeah. He just better not sign on Christmas Eve or Christmas day. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. That's it. Uh, have a said to decorum. The latest from Aaron June, <laughs> I guess everybody got their cold, their fingers warm. And so they tweeted out Matsui sent a video message and a signed Jersey. I mean, that's, that is sick. Uh, you know, you, I wish he was live. I wish he was there, but. It's not bad. And then uh, he asked Aaron Boone about the Yankees rivalries. Boone told him about Yankee Stadium during playoff games and games against the Astros and Red Sox, which, quote, seemed to light him up a bit. I mean, this yeah. is all elementary. Like, he really you're, – you're telling me. You're he telling doesn't me, know. You're telling me Yamamoto walked in there and was like, hey, does the stadium get excited for games? And Aaron Boone was like, you bet it does, buddy. And he was <laughs> like, hmm. Yeah, but we usually lose those games, Yoshi. <laughs> Yeah, we're going to need you because typically we fall flat when they actually matter, <laughs> when those teams come to town. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, nothing is promising anymore. I guess it's not – I guess it's weird that we hadn't heard anything about the Yankees meeting or offer or anything like that. Now we are finally hearing some leaks of the details, which would – you know, I'm, I'm pessimistic. That would make me think, like, they've already gotten the no-go. 
Like, I don't know. Like, maybe this is just dragging on so long that they're bored and they've just decided, like, hey, who cares? We're going to start telling you stuff because we haven't been in the narrative enough. We're also now at the point where, uh, like, the sourceless people are just tweeting, Yamamoto has chosen the Dodgers. The Yankees are the favorite for Yamamoto. Like, MLB scoops, MLB insider two or whatever, because it's probably going to be one of those. That's they're tweeting the Mets made a $400 million offer because it's possible. Because then if he signs with the Mets, they get to be like, I had this a week and a half ago. Follow MLB Scoops. Um, I currently, if you go to MLB Scoops, the Twitter account with the ice creams and the MLB logo. Are you on there? I'm the pinned tweet is me saying this is a sucky bad account from the Baseball Insiders. So um, Let's go to the Gary Sanchez uh, resurgence bandwagon account. Yeah, now the resurgence bandwagon is gone, I guess. Uh, that's where that's where the – Now he's MLB Scoops. <laughs> now he's MLB Scoops. But it's literally uh, Robert Murray saying, do not follow that account because that account sucks. And me saying it's a sucky bad account. That's now the pinned tweet. It's a sucky um, suck. Go Yankees in the Yamamoto chase. I mean, very briefly, uh, like we'd love to keep addressing the comments of like where do they pivot if they don't get him. But it's the same thing. It's the same thing that it was last week. I still don't believe in them going super bullpen. That doesn't make any sense to me, especially because all the bullpen assets are people who are going to get severely overpaid. If you can come, if you can find a way to come away with Robert Stevenson, fantastic. But I don't think that qualifies as a super bullpen. Like, oh, we didn't get a three hundred million dollar starter, but we did commit to Robert Stevenson for three years. It's a savvy move, but it's definitely not a pivot. And then they're not paying Josh Hader, and I don't really want to pay twenty five million dollars for Jordan Hicks, who was so erratic last year that he got bumped out of the closers role and maybe yeah. demoted to the minors last April. Love him. Love the guy, but that's not exactly a Yamamoto pivot. Um, Jordan Montgomery still makes no sense. I could not – I can't imagine them getting in the room with Jordan Montgomery. And and maybe that will be a good contract, and maybe it will be a Rodon-style overpay, but I cannot imagine them going back to Montgomery with their, their tail between their legs and being like, hey, we didn't believe in you in 2022, and we clearly didn't believe in you now either because we tried for Yamamoto and didn't talk to you for a month and a half. But now – we actually looked up some internal metrics and we're extremely interested. We this is not this is not because we lost out on Yamamoto. We always wanted you, but we kind of forgot about it uh, until now. We lost your number, then we got it back. We we were texting the wrong guy. We thought we were texting you and your agent. We were texting San Francisco Giants out here, Luis Gonzalez, and that's very embarrassing for us. That's not going to happen. So it's it's like it's either Yamamoto or Montas and a depth piece. Um, I liked Adrian Hauser. I wish they'd pulled off that trade instead of the Mets. Really there, was good a rumor, trade. there was a rumor again today from Jared Caravis taking with a million grains of salt, but he does know people. And he basically said the same thing. Like the Red Sox are going to make a competitive offer here. They believe in the player, but if they don't get Yamamoto, then they're probably not going to do much. And nobody wants to hear that, but it's probably what a lot of these teams are going to do. The yeah, Mets are, why would the Mets play around in the top of the free agent market? <laughs> if they can't get this $30 million a year super rookie, they don't think they're going to contend in 2024. Why would they pay Jordan Montgomery $160 million? It's a good question. I don't know. If I'm the Yankees, I I would pay Blake Snell. I know what was the last rumor on his contract, $240 million or something. And probably a giant. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't know. It's it's tough. He's um he's definitely earned the money, but it's a little bit difficult because of how uh a little bit inconsistent he's been. And if you're paying that amount of money, you want more of a surefire commodity. Um, but again, the teams that can afford it, the Yankees, the Dodgers, the Mets. The Red Sox, the Giants, the Cubs, 
There's a handful of them. They can do it. That's what the money's for. I don't know. Um, but is there a chance, speaking of Red Sox, we didn't, we could touch on this. Marwin we just got to talk about it. Yeah, I don't know dumb. what the hell's going on here. It's dumb, but Marwin Gonzalez, supposedly someone who Alex Cora said was able to get in Yoshinobu Yamamoto's ear when he was playing over in Japan on the same team as him, telling him, tell, you know, um, uh, touting Boston. Um, but the Yankees, don't forget, had their own mole. Yeah. Frank Schwindel. Uh, who was hyping up the Bronx and he's never played here. He just grew up a Yankees fan. So um, it's just annoying to hear Alex Cora. It's annoying to hear anything about Marwin Gonzalez because it was very unenjoyable to watch him as a Yankee. Um, And he was also terrible as a Yankee and as a Red Sox, but he's hyping up the Red Sox despite the Red Sox releasing him. Got released by both. Whatever, uh, man. Got released by the Red Sox midseason, but loved his two months in Fenway so much that he's been in Yoshinobu Yamamoto's ear. Um, the, nobody is worse at being cheeky than Alex Cora. He's he's on Rob Bradford's podcast, and he's like, Rob Bradford's like, hey, Yamamoto didn't visit you at Fenway. Like, what's the deal with that? And he's clearly fumbling, like doing improv, like, Oh, what would be a reason why that would be good? Uh, because he already knows everything about the stadium. Uh, because he has friends. Yeah, that's it. He's got friends. Like, look, I can't count out Yamamoto going to Boston, but object. Come on, guys. Objectively, it's not promising that he didn't visit your city. That he went to New York and he met the Mets and he met the Yankees and he requested both of those meetings and he was on the East Coast and he did not go to Boston. That's not good. It's not a death sentence. Because you could turn around and offer him double the current contract, right? And he could be like, now I got to learn about Boston. But it's not good. And Alex Cora is just being like, no, no, no. I think it's, you know, it's fine. It's fine. It's actually totally fine because he knows the stadium. I think there are other ways to get information. Wikipedia has a robust section about Fenway Park. Um, He could learn the capacity by quickly Googling it. If you Google Fenway Park nighttime and Google images, you get beautiful photos of a sunset. Like, he's just spiraling. (laughs) And then... He's not being cheeky at all. He's not being sneaky. And he's like, oh, and by the way, you know, he does have friends. And I'm not talking about Yoshida, our left fielder. Um, He's got guys who played in the major leagues, maybe played with the Astros, maybe played with the Red Sox, maybe played with the Yankees. And he's got teammates who played with those teams who he's been talking to. Uh, There's only one guy who fits that description. Everybody knows it's Marwin Gonzalez, who was on the Oryx Buffaloes last year with Yamamoto. It's There are no – Alex Cora acting like there's a vast database – of Astros, Red Sox, Yankees, Orcs, Buffaloes to look up. Like, we're all going to be like, hmm, could be one of 12 people he's referring to. No, it's obviously Marwin Gonzalez, who has history with Cora in Houston. He's like the only cheater who apologized to the general public. Yeah. He said, yeah, sorry, our bad. My, really, I feel not good that I did our that. Bad. So, honorable man, uh, good for Marwin. But, yeah, I don't really know why he would be like, uh, definitely go play for Cora, seek your whole future on it. And my time with the Yankees um, as their 26th man on the roster was just so objectionable that no one should ever go there. Him and Yamamoto obviously have different, uh, you know, they would have different roles if they came to the Bronx. Um, and w- look, we're learning all these weird little nuggets. Nothing totally lines up. Nothing makes sense. Uh, the fact that Aaron Boone was like, hey, I taught him about rivalries doesn't strike me as good or bad. It strikes me as deeply Nothing. strange. Strikes me as deeply strange, and I just want this to all be done. Yeah. With Marwin Gonzalez is the greatest orator of our time. If he was like, you know what, Yoshinobu Yamamoto, here's everything you need to know about Boston. You never have to see it. I described it all for you, and he's like, yes. 
Yeah. It's like, actually, it paints a very good picture. I understand. He texted Cora, uh, like, he texted Cora, like, you're not going to believe this. I just had a 17 hour conversation with Marwin Gonzalez where he laid out a, a graduated map, showed me where the hills are, you know, the best terrain, showed me where plots of land are available in Boston. Uh, we went through the T. You know, we really detailed, uh, you know, best. We went to Mike's. We got some ganoles. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I love uh, the comments are saying, you know, Boston, great city. Boston is a great city. I love Boston. I'm I am jealous of Boston fandom. I am. I am and always have been. That's why it chaps me so much. That's why it chaps me so much when they complain. When they complain, your lives are perfect. You are the number one power ranking fandom that anybody in this. If you could switch. With any city that is not your own, what percentage of people are saying Boston? What percentage of people are saying LA? Most aren't saying New York. Yankees is tough. Yeah. Yankees, you're you're the top of the mountain. Everybody loves to beat you, and you haven't won a World Series in 15 years. Knicks haven't won a title since 1973. Giants and Jets, who everybody opting for that? Who's opting for the Rangers? One Stanley Cup since the 40s. NYCFC, the big soccer fans. Like I cup. love being I love being a New York fan. I do. But um, it's not high on the list. I think a lot of people say in Chicago, probably. You're Chicago switching. could be fun. I never a lot of people to switching to Chicago, Boston, L.A. Like New York's New York needs a title. New York really does. And uh, Boston, so when Boston people complain, like an angel gets a DUI. <laughs> <laughs> All I'm gonna say is if Marvin Gonzalez is. If we ever find out he convinced Yoshinobu Yamamoto to sign with the Red Sox, he needs to just immediately join a presidential ca- uh, cabinet and be a diplomat. Um, uh, it, that that would be ridiculous to me. Um, imagine he's like, yeah, Alex Cora, great manager. If you read the the tell-all book about the Astros cheating scandal, he got shit-faced on a bus and screamed at us, and it was actually really fun. We had a great time. Um, I don't know if you guys remember that. That was uh, – that was one of the – I think it came out the year like in the middle when the Red Sox had signed him. Um, and we were like, wow, so this guy is not great. And he also was very instrumental in the cheating scandal. So Yeah, um, two, two different yeah. cheating scandals, I believe. Two different ones, yeah. yeah. So, look, whatever. Um, I don't think this is anything, but it is part of the news cycle, and that's why we're here. And this is a Red Sox podcast. Sorry, guys. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. 
And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. We have other Red Sox news here. Um, <laughs> the Yankees and the Yankees, I guess, in the Red Sox trading barbs. Um, right after we got – was it after we got off the podcast on Monday? Um, uh it was Monday night. Night, yeah. yeah. It was yeah, yeah. A few hours after we got off this podcast, Dylan Lawson, the first midseason firing of any form under Brian Cashman over the last twenty five years, um, signed on with the Red Sox. He's going to be in charge. Uh, the, he's going to be the hitting coordinator for the upper levels of the minor leagues for them. Um, very bizarre. Felt like it was a troll, uh, just because. You consider that fact that he was a failed Yankees hitting coach and the Yankees kind of let everybody wither away no matter how ineffective they are. That's like their thing. They were fed up with him. Not only that, but what pretty much sealed Dylan Lawson's fate was that doubleheader at Fenway when he was asked to speak in between games. And it was the craziest interview you've ever you'd ever seen. And immediately after Yankees fans and social media digested that, they said, is this guy about to be a scapegoat for a coaching fire? Because it seems like that's exactly what's happening. And then two weeks later, it happened. Um, So you had that. Uh, I don't know. Look, I mean, the guy was effective in the minor league, so this could actually help the Red Sox minor league system. Uh, Clearly there was – I don't think it was all Dylan Lawson's fault. You heard about reports after he had left that um, the front office was going over the coaching staff's head with presenting information to players. with statistics and other things like that. Um, and that angered the coaching staff that might've been part of it. I don't know. There were also rumors of inefficient communication, which I think anybody with a brain who has watched the Yankees over the last four years knows that it's a major problem in every area of the organization from top to bottom. Um, so was Dylan Lawson great? No. Was he given the best situation possible? Also? No. Um, but this clearly was kind of a, a bit of an F you move from the Red Sox. Um, but then we countered, folks. You better believe we countered. And we raised you a Jeter Downs, picking mm-hmm. him up off the waiver wire after the Nationals had designated him for assignment. Jeter Downs, the centerpiece of the Mookie Betts trade in 2020. If you guys don't remember, he was actually the main piece that the Red Sox had fought for after that trade kind of went back and forth. It was Verdugo mm-hmm. and uh, Connor Wong and Bruce Dar Gratterall, and then there was like another piece from the Twins or something that was supposed to go to Boston, and then they didn't want Bruce Dar Gratterall because they didn't like his medicals, so then they had to redo the trade, and they were bitching at the Dodgers to throw in Jeter Downs. The Dodgers finally relented and said, great, take yeah. him. We don't care. He was a throw-in in a random shitty trade that we made previously. Puig, yeah, he yeah, tear down from trade. Alex Wood, Puig, that huge red Crazy. swap, Homer Bailey. Uh, so Jeter Downs well traveled and yeah, Boston demanded him and it felt like that was the worst week ever, ever when it felt like that deal was basically like they won the trade. That deal was basically official and we all got to celebrate the Red Sox cutting beta Mookie. It was like, I never thought I'd see a day. This is as dumb as it gets. This is the dumbest thing to ever happen. Um, and then all of a sudden it hits this medical snag where they're like, we don't want Bruce Dark Gratterall. We're scared of him. And you're like, are they going to weasel out of this? Because they because they watched everybody saying you lost the trade you traded a generational superstar haha are they going to be like no now we're scared of somebody's medicals we um that was actually that's really why we're backing out not because we read a bunch of comments not because we read one star reviews of the trade on Apple Podcasts like it was actually 
you know, it's medicals. But then the trade goes through. We all dance around. And then, boom, two weeks later, pandemic. Red Sox fans are going, oh, my God. We got Jeter Downs, Alex Redugo, and we're going to sign Mookie Betts in free agency. He's not even going to play for the Dodgers. Not even for a minute. And then, like, two months later, he signs a huge extension. And that all dies down. But I heard they won the trade. When Verdugo started off hot in 2021, I heard that they won the trade. Uh, When Jeter Downs got called up and homered off Garrett Cole, I heard they won the trade. When Connor Wong started off hitting last year, I heard they won the trade. And uh, they did not win the trade. The Yankees have acquired two-thirds of the players the Red Sox acquired for Mookie Betts in the past two weeks. Big Merry Christmas to Red Sox fans. Um, This is is completely impromptu. We were not planning on dragging you guys through the mud, but – you know what? Tis the season. <clears throat> um, yeah, so Jeter Downs is here. I don't know what the role is. There were rumors last year that he was uh, um, taking reps in center field. I, guess I, think probably, the, I think the role is he's going to get DFA'd the second we have to DFA somebody. But he's here for a well, couple yeah, He has options. Yeah. He has an option. Yeah. So that could factor in, again, I don't know where he fits in. And uh, Ozzy, Oswald Peraza does not have options, I believe. So it's Peraza probably making that opening day roster as a bench piece, but Downs going to start get to know Scranton. Um, There wasn't much to like about Downs last year. That there wasn't much six games or some six games. Yeah, and he went down to AAA and struggled too. We don't know much about him at all, if anything. Uh, We 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 know that um, his development was rushed. I think as a result of that Mookie Betts trade being bad, he had played in. I think it was. it was like 16 double A games. And then he got <clears throat> expedited to triple A. He wasn't even that great there. And then they were like, fuck it. We're just bringing him up to the big leagues because we need to justify this bad trade. It yeah, was he bad. Hit, he hit 197 <laughs> with 16 homers and 33 RBI for the Woo Sox in 2022, which is when he How got. How many games was that? 81 games. Holy shit. Yeah. So, <clears throat> um, again, somebody who I think has become a scapegoat, not to their fault of their own. You know, you missed the 2020 season as a result of the pandemic. Bummer. Um, but the pandemic had already happened, right? The Red Sox knew what they were getting into when they were uh, when? when they traded Mookie Betts, when you're acquiring prospects at that no, point. right before the pandemic. Really? Like, really right before the pandemic. Oh, man, that's good. That is good stuff. Um, so, yeah. Shitty luck for the Red Sox, but um, I think they did They did try to expedite him a little bit because they wanted to get a little bit more immediate satisfaction from that trade because it was not looking good, um, and now Jeter Downs is on his third team in two years. Don't know how long he's going to be here. Um, I'm thinking this is more of a troll to uh, respond to the Dylan Lawson thing and just have uh, quiet down the media with that because you know everyone's talking about that. We immediately talked about it and said it was clear – Red Sox shot at the Yankees, which yeah. it is. It, it blatantly is. Um, so that's pretty much that. Um, I don't think uh, – I think Dylan Lawson will last longer with the Red Sox and Jeter Downs will with the Yankees. Yes. Um, but, yeah, it's just another reminder of how bad the Mookie Betts trade was. I think that's uh, that's pretty much – that's the moral of the story here. You go through – the Yankees now have two out of the three pieces from the Mookie Betts trade after trading for Verdugo this offseason – um, so now if they want to add a seventh catcher or a sixth catcher now to the 40 man after, uh, Kyle Higashioka, uh, was traded, be, get, go get Connor Wong, six, uh, six, 60 OPS for you, baby. Yep. 
uh, he's probably going to be available soon. I can't imagine he's holding down that long-term job in Boston. Although the home road splits for Connor Wong were very funny because I looked him up to try to troll the Red Sox. He hit like 270 with power at home and like 160 with no power on the road. So Fenway Park, uh, is it the hitter's paradise that everybody thinks Yankee Stadium is? You bet. Yeah. You bet. You don't mm-hmm. need that short porch and right to make it hitter friendly. Um, yes, Fernando, we have created Mookie Betts in the aggregate. If we wanted to trade for Mookie Betts today, we could. <laughs> Take all that money off the Dodgers' hands. We'll just give you Alex Verdugo. One year of Verdugo and a couple of years of Jeter Downs. Enjoy. Um, Dylan Lawson probably going to thrive in, in the role he's in in Boston. He's, he's going back to doing what he was doing before, minor league coordinating, which he was good at, we think. Just a bad communicator and fired. Um, now, before we sign off, we'll do Francis Romero's two tweets because – He's been relatively plugged in in Cuban baseball for quite a while. Um, he's a you know BBWAA member and, and an insider in the Cuban game. And he's the one who's got the interest in Jorge Soler from the Yankees' end. So I believe it. I don't believe that the Yankees are going to pursue Jorge Soler. He said that the Mariners are the team pursuing Jorge Soler most strongly. Uh, but that the Yankees are considering, you know, they've checked in, et cetera. And uh, that doesn't make any sense to me at all. We already have Giancarlo Stanton on the roster. Many wish we didn't, but we do. Uh, so I'm going to consider that, hey, they checked in, but they got Juan Soto after that and didn't want to convert anybody. They got all these lefty outfielders, no need to pursue or engage, but that at some point they checked in. The other rumor from him that's maybe more interesting is, Yariel Rodriguez from the Cuban national team who pitched in the World Baseball Classic. The Yankees are still in the bidding for him. He's 26 years old. Uh, quote, the teams in the bid are not expected to make a decision with Rodriguez until Yamamoto's contract is finalized. It's the Blue Jays, Pirates, Astros, Yankees. That's a good crew to be in. Those are some teams that uh, are all competing with one another, plus the Pittsburgh Pirates. That meme of the Hydra, like the two heads looking scary, and then the one with the cross eye. And the oh, yeah. That's the Pirates in that scenario, but uh, I like I like being in that conversation. I would prefer Yoshinobu Yamamoto, mm-hmm. but if we got to talk backup plans, I think that's a more realistic one than say Jordan Montgomery. Yeah, how much uh, how much money is that? Not going to be the same. I mean, I it's an amateur deal, right? So it's probably like I don't know, three years, thirty or, or something like that. You're probably paying him like you're paying Jordan Hicks. Okay. Yeah, that'd be cool. I mean, look, any any sort of um, depth, you know, you're talking every year like you need you need a rotation, obviously, baseball, um, and then you need a six and a seven starter. And the Yankees traded away their fifth, sixth, and seventh starters this offseason. So you're going to need – you need more uh, support there. Um, Jorge Soler, I don't know. What is it? Need what another righty. Need another righty power hitter. Um, we wrote about this this week. Adam wrote about it, uh, speculating if that might mean the Yankees are saying whatever to Giancarlo Stanton. Moving on. I don't think that's the case. Um, they keep talking him up. Again, there is no market for him coming off a career worst season, um, where I think. Everything about him was questioned when you talk about injuries, effort, um, desire to be in New York, uh, bat speed, durability, just even as a DH, which is a very big concern if 
if you can't be an everyday DH, like what is, well, what are you doing in, mm-hmm. in life? So it's tough, but yeah, Jorge Soler makes the Yankees. It's another redundant signing. Um, again, unless there's a corresponding move here that we can look at and say, okay, this makes sense. But Soler is correct me if I'm wrong, below average defender in the outfielder in the outfield. Um, yeah. I think he has a strong arm, but he is not. He, I don't think he can particularly cover a lot of ground. Uh, right-handed hitter strikes out a lot, hits a ton of bombs. They are very cool bombs. Um, his role with the Braves in 2021 was fucking awesome. Um, he had a really good year with the Marlins. Uh, I think he opted out, right? He had a player option and uh, and opted out of that. Um, and if you look at his career, every other year, it's good or bad. And he's coming off a good year, which means he's going to have a bad year. That's what the baseball reference page says, guys. I don't make the rules. Um, but, yeah, I don't understand – I don't understand the uh, the rumors here. Again, I think the best thing, the best conclusion we can draw from this is uh, any notable free agent the Yankees are always mentioned to drive up the price. I think we that's a the theme of the podcast that we mention every episode because it's important that yeah. every free agent that is um, that is looking for a larger market includes the the you know that that whoever's spilling the news or the the buzz to the media always has a couple of big market teams in there to pretend like the price is larger than it is so it could be that um i don't know but it's weird um i would welcome him on the team again if there was some sort of corresponding move but the yankees need to get younger they need to get more athletic they need more contact bats even with <clears throat> the additions they've made um this offseason especially because you look at um Someone like Anthony Volpe, I know in theory he's a contact bat and he should he should be hitting the ball better, but you can't bank on him taking a massive leap sophomore year. I mean, I would like that. Yeah. I think he's definitely in a position to do that because of the um, the ways that they've diversified the lineup and obviously added in much better hitters and and consistent hitters. Like Alex Verdugo is not a great hitter, but he's a very good hitter in the bottom of the Yankees lineup. Juan Soto great fit for the Yankees, great baseball player uh, in the middle of that lineup. That's going to help, you know, that's going to help protect everybody. It's going to be a great, it's going to be a great way to pad. So Volpe's in a good position, but not something you could bank on. Um, you don't know what you're getting out of DJ LeMahieu. You have no idea where you're getting out of DJ LeMahieu. No. Um, and uh, yeah, so uh, it, it doesn't make sense. It it doesn't make sense. And then you have to fit Oswald Peraza into the equation somehow. Um, I don't know. Weird. Weird, but this offseason is weird. It's very slow, and uh, rumors are popping up here and there. Again, don't believe everything you hear. Just clock it. That's all you got to do. We said on the last show that, you know, the Yankees make it very obvious when they want somebody. They don't always, there's this false narrative that they always get their guy. That can't be true. I'm, I'm sure there are some people in the very recent past. Sometimes they had to choose between like Vlad Guerrero and Gary Sheffield. They don't always get their guy. It seems like that because they don't go hard after everybody like they used to, but often they do declare their intentions very clearly. And Bryce Harper, they said, nope, Manny Machado. Nope. Sorry. Not interested. Yamamoto, they gave him his jersey, right? Jorge Soler, probably just connected to them by an agent, or they checked in early in the process, then went and got Juan Soto instead. But who knows? Um, look, the Yankees are connected to a lot of free agents because with great power comes great responsibility, as Uncle Ben said. Um, <laughs> cinch that. 
but it's uh look, it's 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 a tough market. It's tough to be a Yankee fan, folks. It really is. Um, but maybe not so tough. Maybe not so tough entering next year. Maybe not so tough if Yamamoto gives us good news on Christmas Eve. Maybe not so much if we don't have to drop everything on Christmas Day and cover the arrival of Yama himself. Um, man, it's it's really the tweets are are really going off. I laughed. Uh, Rich from uh, Bronx Pinstripes, I used to write with. He quote tweeted the Talking Yanks tweet about Yamamoto asking Boone about the Yankees rivalries. And he said, did Boone show the 04 ALCS collapse or is that for spring training? <laughs> Which made me laugh. Um, remember when that happened? Remember when we showed that to everybody? That was, that was good. Maybe that's what Marwin Gonzalez was showing. Yeah, that's definitely definitely part of it. He was like, Yeah, if you go, uh, if you go to the Yankees, they're gonna show you highlights of getting of you getting the shit beaten out of you by your yeah. rivals. Hey, and Boone's like, Yeah, he, yeah. He's like, you got the video message from Matsui. Did he mention that he was part of the most embarrassing thing that ever happened to this franchise? And then he shows the video too. Um, How are the rivalries here, Boone? Oh, they're great. You know, we show uh, we show the clubhouse all the videos of us losing to them yeah. every day. Michael every Scott, day. Michael Scott, doing the uh, inside joke, like, "Oh, rivalries are great. Like, I, I'd love to be a part of one someday. It'd be great." Yeah. <laughs> Man, Red you Sox in the right place, buddy. Yeah, Red Sox Yankees was crazy back in the day. I'd love to participate in that at some point. But yeah, you know, <laughs> be for twenty years. Um, well, it's been a great show. Great last show of the, uh, pre-Christmas. It's not the last show of anything. It's not even the last show of the year. We'll be back no. next Thursday, uh, the 28th to wrap up whatever happens over Christmas. Presumably stuff's going to happen. I'm hearing rumors that, you know, I do think earlier than later for Yamamoto. I don't think we have to wait till the 4th of January. I think we probably are going to have to be prepared to drop everything pretty soon. Uh, it certainly feels like the, the Yankees, Aaron Boone is really talking openly about this. So it's like Dave Roberts at the winter meetings. Either like that's really good, either that's like really good, and they decide they don't even need to be coy anymore because they're just like, we said all we need to say. We've heard from him. We know what he wants. Or it's really bad, and they're like, yeah, fuck it. We're out, so we'll just tell you some stories, make us sound better, make the pitch sound better than it was. But we will be back next Thursday to hopefully recap a Yamamoto signing. Uh, You can find us live on YouTube, 2 o'clock Eastern time, Mondays and Thursdays typically, that we are taking Christmas Day off. Although maybe not writing wise again, because we just, this, this freaking guy. Uh, but we got good content scheduled out, and we'll be doing a podcast on Thursday. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify are the spots. I am Adam Weiner. You can find me on Twitter at Adam Weiner. I, uh, I got the Toby McGuire hair today, I guess, but I'll, I'll look different. I'll look yeah, what did you do to your hair? What's everyone? I don't concerned? know. I literally don't know. I didn't do anything specific. I just I brushed it over because it's very long right now. Like. This is as long as it's been, so it, I got this yeah, this going for me. But I will be getting it cut uh, tomorrow. That's a promise. So I'll, I'll like look different sides. I'm gonna probably do a lot like what you're doing, but a little shorter on top too. Mm. I, don't, I, I do the same cut every time. It's yeah. like I, I use number two on the sides, and then you know up top. But yeah, Thomas Thomas Carnot. The people in the comments are uh, wondering. Google where, me. Google where can me. they? Where, where the hell can they find you? I'm all over Google. I'm all over Twitter at Tommy's underscore takes. On Instagram too, my handle is Turkey Thomas. I don't use it, but people like to talk shit uh, to me there in my DM. So head on over, baby. Um, we're at the official Yanks Go Yard Twitter account at Yanks Go Yard FS. Um, it's both of us. It's a good time. Yeah. Uh, head on over to YanksGoYard.com. Uh, that's where all the content is. Uh, we're keeping you up to date, informed as best we can. Um, it's slow, so we're just here providing the updates, drawing some connections. Having a good time. Jose Trevino on foul territory right now. Did somebody forget to tell this guy where the public information about Yamamoto is? Because he said, 
quote, he's a stud, flat out stud. I've actually been watching highlights of him from a while now. Yamamoto is a quote, once in a lifetime talent and that the pinstripes are heavy, but the quote parade will be worth it. You have not signed him, my friend. No, he's given a good pitch, though. I support that. I mean, maybe he's. I may, I'm not listening to the audio. Maybe he's just saying, "Hey, you know, it's a it fait accompli." Maybe he's just saying it's tough to be here, man. It's gonna be fun to win a title. Also, Yamamoto could be two separate quotes. But um, we need him. We want him. Boone gave him a number 18 jersey. Said that's yours. Gonna be pretty embarrassing if he just Yama. pockets that. Just pockets that number 18 jersey and goes. Imagine. To Boston. Yeah, uh, he he goes <laughs> into Alex Cora's office. Goes, won't be needing this shit. Yeah. <laughs> Alex got you a little something. <laughs> Let's pee on the, this. Like, the dugout knows? rag for everybody to wipe their sweat on. Yes, um, but we do have a number 18. Yeah. yeah, throw it, throw it back to Boone. Hey, nice move, shithead. Like toss it. <laughs> Good gift. Flip oh god, I love it. Um <laughs> As we were saying, yanksoyard.com, the place to be. Uh, thank you guys for reading. Thank you guys for tuning in. We appreciate it. Uh, if you got time, it's Christmas. If you're in the giving mood, a little five-star review. Come on, baby. Um, you don't even have to be that descriptive. Just say uh, uh, we're cool. Um, our hair changes every so often on the podcast. Um, my hair looks good. I think you guys like my hair. Um, you guys like our opinions. So it could be very short and sweet, but the five star is all we need to combat the other unruly folk out there. I'm um, going to blow your mind. I'm going to blow your mind. But you yeah. want a Christmas gift? Yeah. I, I just checked our Apple podcast reviews. Another we one? A, we have a new five star review. Oh, let's hear it. From Kay Lombardo himself. <laughs> no, we don't. Five stars. What does it title, say? We all have opinions. <laughs> In the description. Not a hater, just one man's opinion, and it just so happens to be shared by others as well. Having said that, there is value to the content found here. So do your thing, not trying to hurt anyone here. Merry Christmas. Wow. Kay Lombardo, Dude. man. Are we, are we bridging the gap? We've tried to tell him before that we're not we're not mad at him either. We don't. No. We're glad you listen to every show. It's just funny when you listen to every show and re-up your one-star review with, I heard something else shitty that Adam and Thomas said today that was so stupid. I had to let everybody know. Again, like my opinion is still that they're bad, but the reasoning changed because they said something else so stupid that I had to change it. Um, where where we are bridging the gap, we are reaching across the aisle, folks. It's happening. Uh, very corrupt Kay Lombardo reviewing. Uh, we don't want to lock him up, though. We do want him to be here uh, long term. But seriously, man, thank you. Um, and we hear you when you criticize the show. Um, we are just trying to make it a better show. We we really are. We're not trying. We're not trying to be smug and annoying. If we are veering into that territory. We apologize. We just want it to be a good show. And, I and can't I like be smug. I'm not smart enough to be smug. This puts a great bow on everything, though. What a hilarious yeah. – like, I wish this for the end of the year show. We're doing another one next week, but I kind of wish this – it's like the ending of It's a Wonderful Life. That's so funny. Yeah. Wonderful Life. Watch that movie. Great movie. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, thank you guys. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Uh, we appreciate your support. Um, we're full steam ahead in 2024, baby. I know we have one more episode here uh, before we ring in the new year, but – um, you better believe this is going to be one of the most exciting years in modern Yankees history. It's going to be one of the most, well, we, we hope, and it's definitely going to be an exciting year for the Yanks Go Yard podcast. So um, thanks again for the support and um, enjoy the time off. Enjoy some food, some drinks, um, 
yeah, have a good one. Some food, some drinks, some foosball, maybe some more air. drinks. Some there's, air. Football, there's football on every day. I don't know what happened. Every to, fucking day there's football. What happened in the Christmas basketball? It used to be we, we all – back in my day, we stayed in our lane. We woke up. We watched the Knicks lose to the Bulls 97-84. And then we <laughs> watched three more. We watched the Lakers play some Patsy. It was always like starting off NBA Christmas. The Knicks against the best team in the league getting yeah. destroyed. Then the Lakers at home against a college team. And I was like, okay, well, pretty uneven standards here. But now there's NFL on the whole. There's a Nickelodeon NFL game. I love the Ra- it. The Raiders and Chiefs are playing on Nickelodeon. There's endless sports to watch this Christmas. Hope you get what you wanted. If you want Yamamoto, hope it's him. If it's a five-star review from our number one hater, uh, we appreciate it. That's a hell of a gift. That's really – and, again, uh, we mean no harm by it. We hear what you're saying. Uh, we're just synthesizing trying to make the show better, and it seems like maybe we we did a little bit. So um, what a journey it's been. We'll see you one more time before 2024. But for Thomas Carinante, I'm Adam Weiner. Take care. We'll catch you on uh, next Thursday. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.